2: Hello everyone and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the latest film and TV news and we'll answer a question about AMCA list in the mailbag. This is Slash Film Editorial Director Peter Soretta, and today I am joined by no one. It's just going to be me talking about some film news. Let's get into it. First up, we have a project that is based on one of my favorite theme park rides. They are turning Big Thunder Mountain into a movie. And this is going to be coming from Hawkeye directors Bert and Bertie. They're a team of uh, female directors who, you know, worked on Hawkeye. They helmed three episodes last year, and Disney apparently liked them so much to give them this property, which they're hoping to be their next Pirates of the Caribbean. So I'm not, I'm not sure if you've ever ridden this ride. It's at Disneyland. It's at uh, Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. It's overseas. It's one of the most famous roller coasters on Earth. And, uh, you know, honestly, there isn't much of a story on the ride itself. Supposedly, you are on a... How about this? I'll read you the synopsis from the Disney World website. So this is what it says: The wildest ride in the wilderness. Legend has it that soon after gold was discovered here in the 1850s, eerie things began to happen. Trains would take off and race through the tunnels by themselves. After you arrive to the at the legendary Big Thunder Mining Company, you descend into an abandoned mine shaft and board your train. As you enter the cursed cavern. The engine speeds up along the rickety track, dodge exploding dynamite and falling boulders as you swoop around turns, drop into canyons, and dart into the mysterious ghost town of Tumbleweed. Your rip roaring adventure proves that the legends are true. You're sure to have a real blast. Okay, now a lot of that is just kind of flavor. When you're actually riding the ride, you don't really see much of that. Obviously, you are on like a minecart into a mountain. Uh, they always talk up the the fact that it is kind of a haunted. There's ghosts or something like that, but but I don't really actually see any evidence on that of that on the ride itself. Um, but I think that's probably going to be something that they play up in the movie. There was a comic book series based on the ride that was released and they were trying to turn into a movie. I don't think this is probably the basis of this project, but the ride itself also has a connection to the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, and that is basically, you know, C. This is a club that kind of has, connects a bunch of the rides and characters within the Disney theme park universe. Uh, So think of it as like if if, uh, the Disney parks had a Marvel cinematic universe, it's like that Uh, they are for all mankind creator, Ron Moore, uh, you know, he did Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. He's currently developing a franchise based on the society of explorers and adventures. Also there's connections with jungle cruise and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if this is all going to be connected to that and potential, you know, if they ever do a jungle cruise sequel, but uh, I'm excited for this. I think this ride has the potential to be a good movie in the fact that there isn't too many strings attached, and by that I mean that there isn't, uh, you know, a strong story. Like it, it really lets a creative be a creative and it take the the tone of the ride, take some of the the visuals of the ride, and, and basically do whatever they want. They aren't tied down to anything other than maybe it, you know, the mine is haunted and potentially a goat with some dynamite in his mouth. I mean, they got to have that, right? The directors attached are Bert and Bertie. They're a British team of television directors and they're best known for directing the film Troop Zero. They did, you know, obviously those three episodes of Hawkeyes and also Our Flag Means Death and um you know what actually looking at their past work i'm not sure like if i if it seems like they would be the perfect people to do big thunder mountain but i i I actually really liked hawkeye and i liked their episodes of hawkeye so I'm, i'm excited to see what comes of this and hopefully it's more you know turns out more like pirates of the caribbean than it does uh haunted mansion or country bears Next up, let's talk about Saw 10. Lionsgate has announced that for Halloween 2023, they're going to release yet another Saw movie. The Saw franchise is back. Um, Obviously, they had a film, what was it, a year or two ago? It was called Spiral from the Book of Saw, and that movie from Darren Bowsman starring Chris Rock uh, pulled in a, a, a sizable $40 million worldwide last year. Uh, that was the middle of the pandemic. So, you know, you have to put that asterisk there. But I think I, I'm actually surprised that the Saw franchise kind of went away because it, at one point it was like every Halloween, if it's Halloween, there's a Saw movie. And uh, I'm wondering if this is going to repeat itself. So they have hired a director, Kevin Groot, and uh, he is the guy that uh, he, he was part of a couple Saw films, Saw 6 and saw 3d and uh this is gonna be uh this is saw 10 but we don't know if this is gonna be the same saw 10 that they had in development last year they had a script from josh stolberg who wrote spiral as well as jigsaw and um we haven't heard anything about that since that you know news kind of hit but Saw is back. Saw 10 is going to hit theaters October 27th, 2023. And, um, you know, I once saw like a a marathon of Saw movies in the movie theater. And this is before, like, you know, say Saw 6 came out or something. And they showed like the first Saw 5, uh, the first five Saw movies leading up to the release of Six or something like that. And I saw it with a friend who had never seen any of the Saw movies. And I got to say, like, they play, like, really really well as almost like a serialized TV show. Like, they're so interconnected. And uh, as much as people like to give them crap as, you know, being part of the, quote, unquote, torture porn uh, genre of horror films, uh, there is some clever stuff that they do with how the stories kind of interconnect with each other in kind of these insane, crazy ways and I kind of actually always respected that about the soft franchise. I just wonder if you're you're trying to reboot this soft franchise for a new era, a new generation of, of uh, you know teenagers and stuff to, to get into. They haven't seen all that. They don't have the baggage. I, you know, you can't do a previously on like you do on TV shows. So, are you going to have to kind of abandon the? The strict like continuity of all that stuff. like how how do you handle that? Uh, I had I've actually not seen the recent saw movie, the spiral from the book of saw. so i I actually don't even know how that handled it. but I am um say what you will about the saw franchise, but I think that original saw movie from James Wan in 2004 is quite good. I saw it at the 2004 Sundance Film Festival before it got picked up. And I, I was very impressed with it back then. And I, I really like, I think the Saw franchise is at its best when there is a trap where it forces a character to make some kind of uh, hard decision between two things. It's kind of like a moral decision of some kind, and it, that's what I, I think I like about that franchise. Uh, so, you know, I haven't seen all the Saw movies; kind of lost track of them. But i I would like to see I'd like to see a Halloween tradition at the box office again because that was a fun few years when every year you knew there was a new Saw movie coming to the theaters. Like it was something that you could count on. And finally, that brings us to the mailbag. I wanted to answer a question from Matt Y. He writes in, uh, "Quote: I have always wondered about this topic and thought maybe Ryan could illuminate further. How do monthly subscription programs like AMC Stubs, A List, count towards box office numbers? My understanding of MoviePass was that a comp- the company was actually buying the ticket at full price." but they were not affiliated with any specific theater chain. When I use my AMC membership to see a movie at AMC, are they paying themselves for each ticket? Is someone seeing Spider-Man No Way Home three times a week under their membership counted the same as someone paying out of pocket and seeing it just as often? Is this another area of nebulous Hollywood accounting? I would just be curious to hear you discuss this sometime okay so Ryan isn't here but I do have an answer for you Matt so here's how it works at least according to what I understand of it of course AMC is not coming out and relaying the details of how this works exactly but from my understanding of it you pay a monthly subscription with your AMC A-list membership and you get to see you know three movies a week or whatever it is. Now, when you reserve a movie, AMC is actually paying the distributor of that movie. Normally when you buy a movie ticket, uh, a company like AMC, when you buy like a $15 ticket to a movie, depending on the week of release, there's a different percentage of payout that goes to the distributor of the movie. So on like the first weekend of a movie maybe 60 to 70% of that ticket goes to Disney for you know Avengers 10 game. But then like on week 3 maybe it's you know 40% goes to Disney. I don't know the exact breakdown but it it, it ends up going into the favor of the movie theaters the longer the movie plays in theater. At, at first like the first weekend it is much more weighed towards the exhibitor so that you probably already know uh what you don't know here is when you reserve a ticket on amc a list amc is still paying the distributor of the movie for the the percentage that they need to pay but they don't base it off of the market that you live in so here in la it's not unusual to go see a movie and a ticket price is 15 20 bucks um, for even like a normal theater. Um, but the n- national average ticket for this year is actually $9.17 for t- domestically in the U.S. So what AMC bases, what they pay the distributors for AMC A-List is based not on your market, but is based on the national average of nine seventeen. So say on f- week one, uh, you know, you pay... Uh, week 1 you go see a movie with AMC A list to Avengers Endgame and say the split is 70 30 then they are giving Disney 70% of $9.17. Now there also is the possibility that AMC has worked out deals with some of the distributors to have a a lower rate than that and I've also heard that with the uh the IMAX and the the you know, 3D, like that there isn't a upcharge. They're they're basing it based on this average ticket price and not based on, um, you know, upcharge prices of like a special viewing method. So basically what AMC is hoping is twofold. They're hoping that you don't see three movies a week uh, because if you do see three movies a week, they'll probably end up losing money. But they're also hoping if you do see three movies a week, you're going to go to the concession stand and, and, you know, buy some popcorn, buy some soda. If you buy a popcorn and soda combo that's over 10 bucks, they probably make over $9 on that combo. So um, in the end, they have the data. They already know, you know, when you go to buy the concessions with your AMC A-list membership because you get a, you get points and rewards, they already know, how much they're making like making off AMC A-List members. So I'm guessing for the amount of people that actually hugely take advantage of the program and actually cost AMC money, that there's way more people that, it's almost like a gym membership where they subscribe to AMC A-List and they'll see, you know, during the summertime, maybe they'll see like six movies in a month, but on, or even in the winter for like award season, maybe they'll see more w- movies, but then there'll be a period you know, from January to uh, April that they see like, you know, one movie a month or something like that. So I think that makes up for it. And then also the concessions. But to answer your question, yes, if you go see a movie with AMC A-List, your ticket purchase will count to the box office number that we see every week. It just might count less than it would normally from your market, depending on if your market... Charges more than $9.17 per movie. So hopefully that answers your question. And that does it for today's Slash Home Daily. You can find more of all of our work at slashhome.com. You can find this podcast Slash Home Daily on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at Peter com. And please rate and read this podcast in Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Spread the word. And we'll see you tomorrow.